See, they just don't make them like they used to, which is why Carolina Classic Cars is your one-stop shop for everything classic. Check out our showroom just off Highway 64 near Asheboro or hop on our website at thecarolinaclassiccars.com. Carolina Classic Cars, let's go for a ride. Welcome to Crash Radio, sponsored by Carolina Classic Cars on WKXR 94.9 FM. Crash Radio is created by Rhino Leap Productions, a company producing theater, music, dance, and documentaries in North Carolina. Every episode of Crash Radio focuses on local musicians, writers, and storytellers sharing their work in front of live audiences in Asheboro, North Carolina. The content is then edited for broadcast. This episode of Crash Radio was recorded live at the Flying Pig Food and Spirits in downtown Asheboro. I'm Barry Yow, co-owner of The Flying Pig. Folks used to say Asheboro would have alcohol when pigs could fly, so in 2009, right after the city voted to allow alcohol sales, myself, my wife, Mary Ann Dennis Gallimore, and Barbara Gallimore opened The Flying Pig Food and Spirits. We serve all sorts of food and beverages, but are best known for our pizza and friendly neighborhood atmosphere. In fact, we were just named Best Bar Food in the Triad by Eat Drink Triad. So swing by the pig, I'll probably be behind the bar. Cheers, folks. Our first guest is Dwayne Waden Jr., a.k.a. Issa Rebel. Issa was born in High Point and now lives in Ramsour, but his talents have taken him all over the country. He has performed as a dancer and rapper at the Greensboro Coliseum as well as Harlem's Apollo Theater. He runs his own label called Bloodbot, on which he has released multiple albums. How many of y'all know that uh, the little things in life are what's important? Yeah, so um, this first song I'm gonna do is actually called Little Things. I actually, um, I don't know where the young lady went that sang who lost her grandpa last year. I actually lost my brother last year. So that sweet memory song kind of hit me really hard. Um, and we were so head bent on achieving and, and driving and doing all these things for the community. And we were so riled up for it. We forgot that the, what was most important when I lost him was the relationship. I can be better when you appreciate Life can be better when you appreciate it. Just the little things like waking up or getting your girl a wedding ring, having a new baby, or changing for the better, being grateful just to see the sunny weather. Life get better with the little things, with the little things. Life get better with the little things. I wouldn't know what you've been going through, but I know it's been some hard years. From a pandemic to losing family, we shedding tears. But it's so much that we can smile about. People dying left and right, you living it without a doubt. Watching your sons and daughters play around. You get to say I love you too, better say it now. I know you're shocked with your protection, but let's lay it down. Let's just lay it down. Let's make a joyful noise so great we make it shake the town. Hallelujah, it's the little things. Celebrate the in-between. Having dinner with the family, laughing over jelly beans. Ice cream with the movies, favorite music, getting groovy. Little things can be a beauty. Life ain't all about the rubies. Just the little things. Like waking up or getting your girl a wedding Hey, having a new baby. Or changing for the better. Being grateful just to see the sunny weather. Life get better with the little things. With the little things. Hey, yeah. Life get better with the little things. The little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, gotta worry less, pray more. Celebrate who say more. Love is what we're made for. Gotta show it way more. Hey, this world is temporary, but this world is forever. Appreciating what he did. And the future looking bright. I'm not looking with the sight. He just showed me through the face. Why he walked me through the night? The enemy be shooting darts. I don't even gotta fight. I'm content with where I am. 
up with peace and others be sleeping in nervous. I used to starve for myself and now I be eating in service. I used to chase what was empty, now I'm fulfilling with purpose. Man, it's a little thing, like a hug from the family, or surviving through calamity, still living with your sanity. It don't matter, cause life can be better when you appreciate it. Just a little thing, like waking up, or getting your girl a wedding ring, having a new baby. Like it better with the little things, with the little things, the little things. Man, it's the little things, like a hug from the family, or surviving through calamity, still living with your sanity. Because this world, we're trying to drive you crazy. Hallelujah. Our next guest is Julie Bates. She has blogged for Killer Nashville and the educational website Read, Learn, Write. She is a member of Mystery Writers of America, Southeastern Mystery Writers of America, and the Historical Novel Society. Cry the Innocent is my first book in the Faith Clark series, which is set during the American Revolution. Um, Faith, who I'm going to be reading about, is a tavern keeper. So there's all kinds of interesting things you can get into, trouble as you were. And we're going to see how she handles her first crime. All right, so this starts in 1774. Muffled pounding jolted Faith awake. A few coals glowed from the fire, but offered little illumination to the pitch black darkness surrounding the bed. Nearby, her son Andrew slept soundly in a trundle bed, undisturbed by the excited barks of dogs outside in the streets of Williamsburg. Her heart jumped as she looked over to the door separating her bedroom from the main hall of the tavern and saw light coming in from the cracks between the door and its frame. A voice hissed outside, Mistress, you need to wake up. Olivia's voice held the rich cadence of someone who'd been born far from the English colonies. Faith suspected she'd come over from somewhere in the West Indies, but she'd never asked. Given how long it had taken to build trust, she tried carefully. There was no reason for Olivia to be outside the door. Given the hour, she and her husband Titus should be stirring the fires and fixing breakfast for their guests who rose with the dawn. Faith's feet hit the floor and she gasped at the cold. Grabbing a coverlet for decency, she stumbled to the door where her head hit the top of the doorframe. Pain struck like a hammer. Opening the door a little, Faith stared at the other woman. What's wrong? There's a dead body in the private room. Olivia's breath came out in silvery puffs which peppered the air. Flower lightly dusted her hands and apron which indicated a sudden interruption from work. Are you sure? Together they had dealt with a number of drunks in the year since the tavern had opened. Seven months since her husband John had died leaving Faith in charge. I'm sure. Titus found him when he went to start fires before breakfast. Cold sweat broke out on Faith's face as her stomach tied itself in knots. Titus wasn't one to panic. If he was correct, they had to act fast. Such an incident could only cause trouble. Outside, a rooster crowed, warning that dawn waited for no one. Soon her guests would come downstairs for breakfast, and the streets would fill with merchants, slaves, and others needing to do business in the capital. Taking a breath, Faith forced an illusion of calm into her voice. 
Our guests will still expect breakfast. Take care of them. Make use of the boys if you need to. Tell Titus not to let anyone near the private room. I'm on my way. She turned back into her room, stopping by Andrew's bed when she heard him move restlessly. What is it? He began to stir out of his nest of blankets. Go back to sleep. It's early yet. Hurriedly, she threw on a skirt and bodice over her shift and stuffed her hair into a mob cap. Grabbing a heavy woolen shawl, she slipped out and down the steps to the backyard. The private room was separated from the main tavern by a narrow alley. It had its own front and back entrance, which made it perfect for meetings, and it was worth the extra work to provide meals and drinks. Side doors opened to the alley, although the walls of both buildings kept the narrow aperture cast in shadow. Olivia watched her from the doorway of the kitchen, which stood apart from the tavern to lessen the risk of fire. Her son Joshua slept upstairs. Faith's gaze circled the long backyard from where it ended at the path that separated from the tenement next door to the small barn where animals were just beginning to stir. Something about the quiet made her feel jumpy, as if strange and unfriendly eyes watched. Mist rising from the dew added a ghostly air to the scene. Unnerved, she hurried to the door of the private room. She pulled her shawl closer to combat shivers induced by more than the cold. The breath left Faith's body as she took in the scene. However, running from trouble was a luxury she couldn't afford. A weak fire from the hearth illuminated a man lying on the floor. The fine pewter of an upended tankard nearby glimmered faintly through the shadows. The room reeked of liquor. Perhaps he'd simply passed out. In her few months as mistress of Clark Tavern, she'd handled men far worse for drink. Drunk was preferable to dead. Faith cleared her throat, which was suddenly too dry. Please be drunk, she prayed. Moving closer, she hoped for some indication of life. Reflected light gleamed off the brass buttons of his coat and made threads from his silk stockings gleam like ice. Fine lace covered his belly as the drift of his shirt hung out and onto the floor. My lord, Faith inched forward, frowning. She now remembered who had demanded the use of her private room last night. Phineas Bullard acted like an odious bully sober. God only knew how he would behave drunk. Master Bullard, she yelled, not bothering to be gentle. The reek of wine made her queasy. She glanced about in disgust. It would take hours to make the room decent again. A bottle of port lay on its side, dripping off the table, while a nearby wine bottle lay on the floor. The tavern had very little of that in stock, too little to marinate the floor in it. Finally, fury at the man's sloth overtook her. Before reason returned, she grabbed his shoulder and shuck it. Get up! As she aimed her toe to kick him, Faith stepped into something sticky. Bending over to examine him more closely, her nostrils filled with a sickly scent of blood and other foul bodily substances. She gagged and backed away. The rising sun streaked in the door, allowing her to see what had not been clear before. Blood soaked his breeches and collar down to the floorboards, his fine linen shirt savagely sliced into rags, revealing the damage beneath. Drying blood caked his throat and belly. Butler's wide open eyes and slack jaw implied the spectacle's own demise shocked him as well. Shaking him had rucked up his shirt, exposing what she would have given anything not to see. As the sun's rays lit the room fully for the first time, horror overwhelmed her. Life had left him long ago. God have mercy. Faith ran out the door. 
unable to view the nightmare any longer. Stomach revolting, she retched behind the branches of a bush. Her eyes watered as her stomach clenched in knots and set off another round. Miss Faith! Miss Faith! She shrieked and whirled around. Titus stood a few steps away. She drew in a relieved breath, although she couldn't stop shaking. Never had she been so glad to see a familiar face. Wood chips were scattered in his clothes from where he'd been chopping wood for the fires. The fresh scent of pine comforted her salted nose. His solid presence, as well as the axe he carried, comforted her shattered nerves. Titus would be a formidable detriment to any physical threat. Are you ill? Faith swallowed nausea and pushed tendrils of hair back up into her cap. She gestured at the open doorway. The thought of what lay inside caused her gorge to rise again. Her nose and throat burned as she struggled to speak. I'll be all right. We need a physician. Quickly. Titus shook his head. He's dead, ma'am. No doctor can help him now. Let me get you back to the kitchen. The boys can get the sheriff. Best I stay here until I've had time to look around. His voice roughened. He's not been dead long, Miss Faith. Body's not all that cold. We'd best not take any chances. I'll feed the chickens for the boys today, and they can go on to school. They should be safe enough in the street. Thank you. And once again, Issa Rebel. Look at how we lift off. Got him bumping, yeah, we jumping. Looking like we crisscross. I'm a big dog, 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 you a big dog, you a great dang, you a big dog. Listen, off the leash, we done been unleashed. Sit to preach, but we back to feast. Hey, you know the goal, saving souls on the streets. Hey, some people told me I'm holy, but I'm a beast. Boy, that's God, not me. That's the God in me. He showed me the way. He be God in me. He the one that gave me ambition. He the one that gave me the mission. I say I'm a king because he told me I am. He the one that gave me permission. Big dog, he made me a big dog. Little homie turned to big dog. Now they pissed off. Got the power like a rocket. Look at how he lifts Got him bumping, yeah, we jumping. Looking like we crisscross. I'm a Thank you for listening to Crash Radio here on WKXR 94.9 FM. Sponsored by Carolina Classic Cars and produced by Rhino Leap Productions.